0: College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org register. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits. For 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org.
1: You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall scott kennedy
2: welcome in guys welcome in happy last day of may uh may 31st and uh happy tuesday to you all hope you all had a enjoyable and relaxing memorial
0: day weekend scott good morning to you how are you good it didn't feel like we like skipped a show yesterday so much as it was just kind of an extended weekend so yeah. i it didn't i didn't feel weird yet it might feel weird next monday yeah i uh, might have to figure out something to do with myself on monday morning um, but yeah, good weekend. Hope uh, hope you enjoyed uh, Memorial Day weekend and uh, and some some time away from the office. Yeah,
2: we didn't end up going on that backpacking trip that we kept uh, kept asking you guys for the good vibes because it was uh, projected snow <laughs> in the valley and it uh, didn't rain. Yeah, it's uh, it did rain. Um, we <laughs> we did some hikes but we got some uh, Airbnbs instead and did some like day hikes from there in the Olympic Peninsula, which was still fun. But uh, man, this La Nina is kicking my butt. It was like the one of the coldest Mays in 80 years, one of the mettest, wettest Mays in 80 years. I'm uh I'm ready for it to be nice, but uh, we got speaking of nice, Ethan coming in. Good afternoon, gents, of Broncos country, and being extra nice, saying need Facebook stars today, Broncos country with the 50 pounds over on YouTube. He's calling us to calling you guys to action. Let's see who can match Ethan or uh you know help him out with the cause. They're bus us out. Uh, Jeremy's in the house too. Good Tuesday, good Tuesday morning, Broncos country. Have jury duty this morning, so you were helping me through it. Uh man, have, have you been called to jury duty many times, Scott?
0: I have. I've gotten I've gotten called three times. Um. I always wear my shirt that says I'd I'd agree with you, but we'd both be wrong. Hmm. Um, and I haven't gotten called. But the the last time I was called to jury duty, I actually was on a murder trial. And I'm like, Oh, wow. oh man. And um you the, the big worry with a trial like that is the time, you know, mm-hmm. it's a time commitment. Yeah. But they said should be concluded within a week. And I'm like, All right, so it was. They they did the whole thing, um, you know, between selection and all that stuff. They were done on Friday, started on Monday, done on Friday. I was like, Wow, okay. There we go. Yeah. Wasn't too bad. It was a good experience. Um, I was dreading it and I felt like I would was getting a seven day prison sentence, but I was I enjoyed the experience and I was very, very glad I did it.
2: I have been called for wasn't selected, but called for jury duty once in uh, back in Iowa and they it was the middle of August. The air conditioning was out in the building and I sat in a wooden pew, most uncomfortable wooden pew ever for eight hours that day while they interviewed people i never got called up and i just remember sticking to the chairs because it was so unbelievably hot in there so that was it was miserable um i did not enjoy it uh one bit but uh <laughs> civic duty i get it uh falling sloth coming in saying good morning broncos country hope hope you all are having a good morning as i am i am exhausted i just uh got back from the airport dropping off uh natalie's friend we drove her down and uh, back up today so i've been up for a bit but uh coffee's already kicking in. i'm just kind of <laughs> corpus right now but we're doing it Luke Wright coming in saying good morning Nick and Scott in Broncos country good to see you Luke EJ's also in the house good morning Nick and Scott and Broncos country U.S Dave's in here good to see you and uh Jeremy's saying the new top gun was awesome um and Scott you went and saw it yesterday what's the what's I did the... I did
0: go to see it yesterday so it was it was really good and um uh, Jeremy also says the theater experience is worth it I was sitting there watching going I I needed to see this in IMAX uh yeah. it was good uh but I was like I would I want to see this just for this the what I like about the Tom Cruise movies from Mission, Mission Impossible and Top Gun is the lack of CGI. It's old school mm. 1980s stunts and camera wow. work. And then that they've been able to improve on those things through the years is was fantastic. I, I think I put in the comments here that uh, Jennifer Connelly was worth the price of admission. Goodness gracious. That's an attractive person. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, hopefully nobody's or hopefully some people are saying it about this show. Well, who knows uh, Hey, guys. No, I'm just kidding. listening to you in the shower this morning, right? That's that's the thing. Dale in the house here. Good morning, Scott and Nick. Um, we also got Jacob Foster, the, the silent one, coming in, supporting us with the big stars here. Thank you so much, Jacob. Happy Tuesday to you. Hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. Um, sunny days also in the house saying good morning, Broncos country. Good to see you, sunny days. Clee coming in saying imagine how smart we'd be if we paid half as much for education as we did the defense budget. Oh, man, that's a... Uh, we could go down a wormhole on that one, but I don't think we will today <laughs> Coming in Clayton also morning guys smash that like button on the way in. Uh, what did you guys do over the weekend? Uh, Natalie and I did her friend was in town and we booked an Airbnb in uh, Port Angeles and Forks area in the peninsula out there in uh for, And if you guys know Forks, that's where like twilight was based. So there's a lot of vampire uh, propaganda, regalia, whatever you want to call it, but did the whole rainforest there went out to the beach yesterday and did some beach combing at low tide, which was incredible. We would came up to a giant uh, sea stack that had about, 100 starfish on it and i didn't see any octopi that's what i was hoping for but Those it was my really favorites. octopi yeah they yeah. uh some of my favorites cuttlefish is my favorite to be really specific but uh love the octopi i hoping to see one at some point not not yesterday but it was a good weekend overall we made the most of it james hyatt also saying good morning nick and scott and broncos for breakfast dave with the stars thank you so much dave uh, albert knoppers is in the house dom harmillo good morning nick and scott and broncos country uh, i missed you guys yesterday morning wasn't the same monday morning without you guys well We'll be back at some point, but we're not We're not gone, gone for sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, we're here. Um, if you need us, you know, shoot us a DM or something. Um, Sabrese coming in saying, "Spent all weekend taking my daughter to a soccer tourney in Virginia. Five games. Uh, that sounds like your kind of
0: life, Scott. Was or, was that your weekend? Uh, baseball tournament Saturday and Sunday, and then I took my daughter to uh, what was supposed to be a pickup softball game and turned into a two and a half hour practice on Monday, yeah. and then uh, then went to see Top Gun Monday afternoon. So, and then I was with y'all. At huddle up last night at eight so nice um but yeah i uh i had a snapping turtle uh renaissance here recently i escorted mm-hmm. one across the five lane not a highway but one of those big you know access roads he was starting yeah. to go across and I, I, they're hard to pick up obviously they're snapping yeah. turtles and they've got those sharp back claws too so it's hard to get them from behind the shell Yep. This one still had plenty of juice in him. So I just got behind him and just stopped traffic. Hold on, hold on. And he went all the way across and down the slope. Mm-hmm. Um then it rained, it rained a little bit. So I'm hoping he, he, he or she was, was good and safe. So that was, uh that was the original. There's my doorbell. Cause we were talking about air conditioning. That's my new air conditioner is going to be installed while we're doing this show. So nice. Right behind you. Right. Um, I'm Mark Schrader. Come in and good
2: morning. All good to see you. Uh, Saul coming in here saying buenos dias nick and scott let's ride broncos country good to see you um we also say uh dom in the house or uh, michael in the house gosh um saying good morning broncos country joe webster is in the house too and michael is saying good morning nick and scott on broncos for breakfast let's ride and uh glp the notorious glp uh good morning nick and scott let's do it so uh, let's get in here um hopefully we're doing well also stars gary
0: and 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 jacob coming in with big stars already this morning
2: yeah thank you guys so much obviously this show is a fan funded i guess you'll say it so we appreciate you but if you haven't done so yet make sure you subscribe and like and share over on youtube uh so let's get into it here we got the pff power rankings coming in here and this is the offseason you know we have a lot of different takes and whatnot and might as well put a name on it this is uh sam monson over at pro football focus who is uh one of the main uh writers and contributors there and uh sam has the denver broncos coming in at seven overall in a category uh known as could be their year number one category as true contenders Broncos do not make it there uh, but they make it in seven overall in the tier called could be their year and uh, he writes Denver catapulted themselves itself into the contenders by trading for Russell Wilson giving them their first legitimate championship caliber passer since Peyton Manning Denver now has to craft an offense that gets the most out of Wilson while doing so with without running into the same issues that the Seattle Seahawks had can Wilson be unleashed to be the best version of himself without eschewing too much of the quick routine passes to make the offenses among the league's best. So this is kind of some of the stuff we've talked about here. They're hinting at it. And a pro football focus seems to be somewhat skeptical about Russell Wilson being a top five, top eight quarterback given his recent trends. And this kind of hints at it as well saying, can they work in the quick routine, you know, layup type of pass game rather than being super boomer bust, which Russell Wilson has been recently in his career.
0: Yeah, but that said, number seven is as high as I think we've seen the Broncos. You yeah. know, so you know they're they're supposed to put in there. These are the contenders. Here's why. Here's why not. I mean, that's yep. that's part of the the writing that they're doing. So having them come in and and say seven, uh, that's high. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, it, it is. It's they're still in. Prove it. So you look at the five that says the true contenders. Yep. there's four that have proven it, and there's one that hasn't, which is the Chargers. So you understand the four and that that's where the Broncos are They're in the, okay, we really like what we see, but they haven't proven anything yet. So I'm fine with that. I think that that's, that's just fine. But that's, isn't that where the chargers are? Honestly, in, in, in that where the chargers should be, if if we're putting them in tiers like that, shouldn't the chargers be in a similar tier instead of, I mean, you can pick the four, the contenders, you know, it's, it's the guys that have done it here recently um and then you've got the others that could be their year so i would have the chargers in that second tier of you know and they're they're five that's fine i, I got no problem with that but if you're going to tier yeah. them put them in that same they haven't done anything yet tier
2: yeah it could be their year um i i agree with you on that one i i'm i thought i was high on the chargers have been kind of bang, banging that drum since the offseason started um Justin Herbert's incredible. I don't give a flying, you know what, that he hasn't made the playoffs. It's a two-year sample size, and watch the tape. I mean, he's doing stuff that only, you know, four quarterbacks in the league can do, um, and it's unfortunate because he's going to be in the division for a long time. But uh, I agree with you. I think I'd probably knock the Chargers down one just because you do want to see it. I'd flip the Packers, and then the Packers come in as the first team on uh could be their year at six. I know the Packers lost to Bonza Adams. They have question marks at the wide receiver. I think we're really sleeping on that Packers defense. That Packers defense has a chance to be the best in the league this year, and uh, they still have Aaron Rodgers and a very, very bad uh, NFC North. So I'd probably flip the Chargers and the Packers,
0: but uh, I don't I was have thinking the Bengals, the Bengals too. You know, yep. I was thinking maybe the Bengals. If I was going to put anybody else in there, as far as the true contenders, I feel like the Packers are, have taken a step backwards from a personnel standpoint. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a year older. They've lost one of their top weapons. I just don't feel like they've improved from a team that they don't, I don't think they want a playoff game. Didn't they get eliminated in the, in the, in their first game? They lost to the 49ers at yeah, in their yep. first game. So they didn't, they didn't do it either. So I, if I was going to pick anybody in the contenders of that bunch, I'd probably throw the Bengals in there young up and coming, made a nice run and got hot. Uh, can they prove it over the course of a 17 game season? Cause remember you talk about this Bengals team, but shoot, they, didn't exactly fly into the playoffs. They they got in and then they got good. Uh, Then they played well. Can they take that step to be a more consistent team week in and week out this year? I, I think they can. I think they will have gotten better. I think there will be some belief in Cincinnati that maybe they haven't had recently. Yeah, and I cannot wait for the uh,
2: Cincinnati versus Ravens games this year. I think that's going to be must-watch TV. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we got James Hyatt coming in here saying, as for the pro football focus ranking, we got seven years of mediocrity to overcome. Winning will change that. Yes, I have mm-hmm. no problem with actually, actually the mm-hmm. seven overall. And again, this the Broncos being ranked third in the division, you're talking about three-fourths of the division taking up the first, you know, Three of the first seven spots, spots. <laughs> yes, which is insane, but it's, it's the state of the AFC West right now. Uh, one thing I will give them credit to is this is a team that finally has the Raiders ranked probably where they should be, middle of the pack. Um, the Raiders coming in at almost exactly middle of the pack, 16 overall. Mm-hmm. So um, finally, I don't, I don't get the Raiders hype, Scott. I know I've said it on here many times, and I said that last year before they beat the absolute breaks off the Broncos that week five or six game. Um, but still like personnel wise, I just, I don't get it. And I think the, uh, profile Football focus at least gets that one. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, you start thinking, okay, there was a, a fancy shiny new toy in Devonte right. Adams, but okay, well, what about the dolphins then? You know, how far off were they, you know, obviously you like the quarterback situation a little bit better, but, um, yeah, I, uh, we we'll see. We, we will see. There's a lot a lot of unknowns with the Raiders. Um, yeah. that, that gets a little scary for trying to pick them too high.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And falling sloth, who I know is a big uh, animal lover and a zoo goer, maybe works at a zoo, um, based, based on what you've said in the past, but, uh, cuttlefish are my favorite, absolute favorite animals. Me too. Falling sloth right behind my dog, um, and, and cat. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I absolutely love cuttlefish. They are incredible. It freaks me out how they're so intelligent, like totally different evolutionary paths. And like one of the most intelligent creatures on this planet.
0: Wild. that's why i think the octopus are from outer space yeah they're I mean, incredibly smart and they've got they've got natural defenses and stuff that i think the army and military would just oh kill God. for <laughs> I mean, their the ability predator. to mimic is unbelievable it is yeah. so cool and they're so yeah. smart i once read when i was a kid someone had one as a pet just talking about all the different personalities and stuff mm-hmm. um and, and then I'm a scuba diver, so they're my favorite to go and try and find because they're hard, hard to find. Yeah. Uh, when they don't want to be found, they're really hard to find.
2: Yeah. I was hoping to see one in the tide pools yesterday, but mm-hmm. alas, um, one day I will. Uh, Benjamin Flores come in and saying good morning, fellas. Go Broncos. Um, good morning to you, Benjamin. Hope you're doing well. Happy Tuesday. Clayton's come in and also saying, still very early thoughts on a record this year, 13 and four. Clayton, I hope you're right, um, but uh, that seems a pretty high ranking given how many unknowns the Broncos have and how tough the division is going to be. I mean, you could have four losses, hopefully not, but you could have four losses against your division uh, before
0: you even get to outside. So we'll see. This is a good question. And Reese comes in and he's forgetting who I would consider maybe the best of them all. Uh, Has any franchise done worth with good quarterbacks in the chargers? Um, You know, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, zero titles. Uh, How about Dan Fouts? You know, Dan Fouts is, very very similar to a dan marino um Mm -hmm. type as far as uh i love it's one of the reasons i like the chargers when i was growing up one you always have to have a second team when you're an atlanta fan because your team's out of it so early that you Mm want to root for somebody um and i rooted for uh the chargers because they actually beat the brakes off the steelers one year and i didn't like the steelers i was a cowboys fan and i was born in cleveland i didn't like the steelers and Dan Fouts and and Eric Eric Coriel they just just crushed uh, the Steelers and then getting a chance to play them because they choked against the Oilers in the playoffs. This was a long 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 time ago, but that's a good question, Clee, because yeah. it'd be hard. I think you'd be hard pressed to come up with three who were better than Fouts, Rivers, um, Breeze. Breeze was there for a little bit, uh, you know, not yeah. as not as long, but you know that came up with goose eggs. That'd be, that'd be really tough. I mean, I've said the, the, the the Atlanta Falcons for all their warts have had pretty good quarterback play from Michael Vick to, uh, to Matt Ryan. Chris Chandler was a good quarterback there. Uh, They've had pretty good quarterback play, but not of the level of, you know, Dan Fouts and Phillip rivers to have multiples like that. And so that's a, that's a good one. That's tough.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of miss Philip Rivers. Um, he was one I love to hate just because of his personality, you know, out there doing the big old corny smile. Um, but it is uh, is what it is. Um, we also have uh, Clayton coming in here. This is an interesting question. Um, where would you guys rank our offense and defense this year? Scott, what, let's just obviously we're not going to go through every single team and slot them, but uh, just general kind of area. You can let's say there's an air bar of like plus or minus three uh, when you throw out a number.
0: Well, you start you start looking at it, and you start wondering, okay, who's got better weapons? The question, the big question, is on the offensive line. You know, if yeah. your offensive line doesn't step up and, and and play well, the skill guys don't matter as much. Um, now, this isn't a bad offensive line. The, the floor of it shouldn't be okay. This is a humongous liability. Mm-hmm. And with the quarterback and the, the 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 different options that you should have with the running game, the 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 offensive line should play better this year than it did last year. It should just be a better offense. Period. Um, you know, I, I think if you're knocking on the door, if you're in the in the top ten range, if you're around ten, that means you moved up from you know twenty five. You moved up a lot. Um, and as far as a scoring defense, I want to know, Nick. The I want you to to start riffing on the uh, the the not expectancy. What's the word that I'm looking for here? Efficiency? You know, the efficiency, the efficiency metrics, because you could finish worse than top five and scoring where you were last year, but be a better defense. Uh, yeah. by limiting the, you know, getting the ball back more, limiting yeah. the long drives, that type of stuff. Your scoring for me was more based on a game plan than it was on actually being a good defense. It's like, it, it seemed like there were long 12 play scoring drives every time. The team's only just had six possessions Well, that didn't make you necessarily a good defense, made you a really boring team to watch and a frustrating team to watch, knowing you couldn't get that other team off the field.
2: Yeah, the Broncos last year were in terms of uh, points per drive, they're fourth overall in the league behind New Orleans, New England and Buffalo at one point seven, eight points per drive. But the yards per drive, you you hit on it. It was the bend, don't break. Uh, 20th in the league at 33.64 yards surrendered per drive. Uh, The big one that Broncos need to improve on this year though, is taking the ball away. Um, They can give away less points, but they need to be able to be able to, to create more turnovers. Probably the besides points surrendered, the second most important thing a defense can do. And they were 20th in the league last year and point uh, turnovers per possession. So that definitely needs to improve. I think they will be better this year in that Mark, but I, with how good defensive coordinators typically are, it's not typically the young guys that come in and dominate right away. It's kind of the guys who have been around a few times, you know, they they've seen everything. They have different answers for what offenses do uh, because they just have so much experience. So I'm probably pumping the brakes on Ivaro more than most are right now. I think he's intelligent guy, but just the experience factor uh, concerns me some. So I think the Broncos defense is going to be probably closer to 15th overall in the league this year, middle of the pack. Um, But you need your offense to finish probably top Top eight. So I'd put eight for the offense and uh 15 for the defense and you hit the nail on the head. Biggest difference for the offense, obviously coaching and how quickly the scheme and everything fits together is going to be going to matter, but difference maker is going to be the offensive line. Just how good that offensive line is. Is it going to be top 20 offensive line going to be a top 10 offensive line that could change you from, you know, being the 12th rated offense
0: to a top five offense this season. And what I'll be interested to see, and we'll have to look it up. Um, Cause my, 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 gut feeling, I call it seat of the pants analytics, is there should be about 15% more plays, yep. um, you know, based on moving the ball faster. And, and like I said, you're just trying to grind things out last year that you could, the efficiency metrics are what I want to see. I expect the efficiency to get better. I, I expect it to get, you, you expect to have more big plays on offense and defense than the what we had to watch last year. Um, Peter coming in with some stars and saying, could all four teams in the AFC West have nine plus wins? Yeah. I think nine and eight could be the floor of this of this, uh, of this this division. We've talked about it before. Oh, the, the AFC West is going to beat themselves up. Mm-hmm. It's only six games. You know, you go three and three in division. Okay. Well, there's still 11 more games. That means you only need to go, what, six and five the rest of the way? So, yeah, absolutely. I think all four teams could have winning records. Uh, Nick? Yeah, definitely possible. You just have to think
2: somebody's going to have the bottom fall out this season, though, in this division. You know, like, things kind of get off the rails, and then you're looking up at all these other teams, and things fall apart. So um, hopefully it's not the Broncos, uh, but we'll see. I mean, God, it'd be nice if the the Chiefs had a real bounce or down or regression season this year, but we'll see. Could all four teams win nine-plus? It's definitely possible. Also, thanks, Peter, making me hungry. For the
0: stars, Peter.
2: Thank, yeah, thank you so much, Peter. Also, Peter says, I just had Wagyu beef and wine for dinner. Got to celebrate the good days. Well, uh, send some my way, because that sounds damn good. Um, Chris Jenkins coming in saying, morning, fellas. Glad to see everyone. Denver Broncos for life. Joe Webster saying uh, Russell Wilson is our octopus, <laughs> octopus
0: or cuttlefish. I, I can't tell. They look
2: a lot alike to me, especially at that size. Isn't there one like the Dumbo elephant or the, the Dumbo squid or octopus? I don't know. That's what it looks like to me
0: um we also have uh and and dom asked have i ever been in a shark shark cage no i've been in the water with sharks but i don't want to be in the water with aggressive sharks so i was in the water once with a bull shark way off in the distance um i've been in there with you know reef sharks lemon sharks nurse sharks that type of stuff but i've never been in a cold water dive where the uh where great whites be i don't even want to be on a boat near a great white so as a someone born in the 70s i think jaws was about 75 no interest, no interest at all of being anywhere near a great white shark. They're magnificent. I'll respect them. I will stay away from them and do your jobs in the ocean. They're there for a reason, but I don't have any interest whatsoever of being in the water with uh, a tiger or a, uh, a great white shark. Me neither, but I'm also not really
2: concerned about them. I'm not going to put myself in that situation. If we had a cage, I'd do it. But uh, honestly, um, living out here in Washington and doing the uh, the whale watching stuff, orcas mm-hmm. make sharks their b-word um oh yeah they-
0: but there's also never been there's never been um in the wild there's been an attack in captivity but there's never been yeah. a recorded attack on a human being from an orca which is incredible it is that incredible. is absolutely incredible that the single i think orcas here we're, we're off the whale we're off the charts it's here. off
2: season we can have fun yes yeah. i i
0: think orcas are the most badass animals on the entire planet yeah. uh, period i mean they're you know they hunt. Not only are they, you know, just perfectly designed for what they do. They also hunt in packs, and they're incredibly yeah. smart. Um, but they one, one hit a great white, and then all the great whites left. They're like the hell with this. We're out of here.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, they were tracking them, and it followed right after a, a an orca had just had just wiped out a great white. But well, they, there's never been a there. I'd love to see orcas. I think they're absolutely amazing. But there's never been an attack of an orca on yeah. uh, on a human being in the wild, which is crazy. Well,
2: if you ever get a chance, um, this is for all the listeners, too. There's islands off in the uh, the sound here called the uh, San Juan Islands. Got to take a ferry uh, from Anacortes, Washington to do it. But they have a whole, whole bunch of orcas out here. And we saw the orcas make a couple kills on seals and orcas will flip sharks upside down because it paralyzes them and then like only eat their livers. So they're like they're smart enough to be well, they're like. They're, they're yeah.
0: not called nice whales. No, they're, they're, <laughs> they'll play, you know, they'll they'll play catch with you know seal pups yep we saw that. they're training them they're cruel for sure (laughs) pretty well they're not called the you know friendly whales they're called killer whales but they you know for being the alpha predator they they don't see they have never attacked a human i mean there's not a ton of crossover there but yeah ever i think that's absolutely amazing
2: it is amazing. Definitely worth seeing if you guys get a chance. Um, come in the summer, though. <laughs> Reese Scott, top five defenses here and top eight offense. Hopefully the special teams is better. Yeah, that's not a terrible call. Um, I just, the defense, I have enough questions about the defensive line, specifically having enough dominance up front there to be a team that's worthy of that. And it's, a lot of that comes back to the edge rushers. Also, who's helping uh, Draymond Jones? But last year, the Broncos, Um, Just kind of looking at the defense, you think top five. Last year, according to uh, EPA per play, um, when I I took out garbage time with a win probability of 10%, uh, less than 10% or over 90%, um, and the Broncos finished 21st in the league last year in defensive EPA per play, which is not good. Um, Also, Mm -hmm. their football outsiders, uh, DVOA, uh, was not very good. Also, on defense, they ranked 20th in the league
0: defensively last year. uh, And, Nick, you could see it. You know, like I said, forget, you know, the standard yards and points against, you could see it. You couldn't stop a team when you needed to. If it was third and three, it was a first down. There was, you couldn't get the other team off the field. So you were limiting the points. You're limiting the yards. That's just because you were limiting the possessions. You could tell like, oh, we got a top five defense. No, we don't. We can't get the other team off the field. We do not have a top five defense. So again, your standard metrics that you're used to seeing could actually get worse and play better, and yep. play better out there. That's what I'm expecting. So, Izias, um, I want—I don't want to say if it's, it's an I. It's not because of the Australia. Australia, Australia. I would say Izias. Um, want to try and get that one right. Which Bronco will be the newest Pro Bowler? That one's easy. I, I got two actually. Two should be easy, don't you think? Patrick Sertan will be and.
2: I guess if you say Russell Wilson is on the Broncos, he needs a new one.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, no,
2: Javonta o- Williams is another one. I Javante think could qualify Williams. as well. It's there's yeah. a lot of good running backs, which makes it tough. Um, but uh, I think those two, uh, Patrick Sejan and Javonta Williams, which uh, hello, 2021 draft class props again. You guys are killing it. Um, but uh, those are the two that stand out to me.
0: Yeah, that was, that was it for me. Um, Sertan is getting the, uh, there's an old baseball saying that says you made the all-star game the year after you deserved it. And it's because you got to get your name out there and circulating amongst all the people. Sertan's name is now out there. It took yep. the year. He he was really good last year, despite what PFF will have you believe. Their their writers are saying he was really good last year. We don't really understand what the the grading was. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sertan is getting the preseason attention that it's going to take to get him to the Pro Bowl. Javante Williams should be if he has a type of season we're expecting, he should be in the Pro Bowl as well.
1: Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.
0: Uh, Sertan and Javante Williams should be first-time Pro Bowlers if they stay healthy, God willing. Good question. And Mark coming in, I saw this on Facebook yesterday, Mark, and uh, I'm glad you reminded us because I wanted to say something about it today. We absolutely, uh, get Broncos country, keep Mark and his wife in your thoughts and prayers today. They've uh, they've been having some struggles Uh, over the weekend with some back issues. And I know that just sucks. You know, when, when you're anything central to you like that and you can't get comfortable, you can't rest. It's just unfortunate. So we're definitely thinking about you, Mark, and uh, you know, appreciate everything you do with the show. And if it's anything we can do to, to make y'all feel better or hopefully help in any way, we're, we're here for you for sure. Absolutely. Michael coming in and also saying he saw Top Gun
2: Maverick last week. Must see a movie. Well, you guys are going to make me have to see it. And apparently they shot a lot of it um, in the North Cascades uh, up here around Diablo Lake and uh, Ross Lake and whatnot. So I'm I'm here for the mountains. Heck now. Now I got to see it. Um, but but uh, we'll keep it going here. Tommy saying making the worst things better with Broncos for breakfast, mm-hmm. listening and folding laundry. I uh, I do also enjoy listening to a podcast or two and folding laundry it makes it go by a I lot. Fold
0: one piece at a time and put it away one piece at a time. So I can get my steps on my Fitbit. I'll get there like 4,000 steps doing laundry. <laughs> oh man. I am. Uh, I'm itching to get those
2: steps in. Didn't get the backpacking trip in. So uh, need to do on some harder hikes coming up here. If the gosh darn La Nina will ever relent. Biggie Bronco saying good morning all hope you're doing well, biggie. And also we got Dale saying interesting to uh, see Interesting take, Chris, but Dr. Hackett has more positive energy than House. And then Chris all said to that one, can't wait to see what Dr. Hackett does this season. Going to be like an episode of House all season long. With uh, Hackett's silliness, I think it's probably more a little bit like an episode of Scrubs um, than House. <laughs> um, but uh, definitely c- curious to see how it all works this year. And it's something that people smarter than myself, I need to pester Seth Galena enough to get him on here. But a lot of people smarter than I when it comes to offensive football scheme and philosophy say that Russell Wilson. It everything always regresses to the same style of offense. Doesn't matter what the tenants are, the key principles, et cetera, et cetera. Everything goes back to what Russell Wilson does with this kind of boomer bust, feast or famine, uh broken play offense, which has worked him to an extent, but he's probably gonna have to evolve a little bit um as his as he gets older and the game changes. So curious to see how it all works. Um, we don't know until we know. Um, but uh definitely something that a lot of people who are smart uh are putting up kind of caution flags saying uh, this is a concern.
0: This is the first time he's had an offensive coach as a head coach, and it could mm-hmm. be as many weapons as he's ever had. So, yep. you know, I'm willing to say, and, and and again, if it does revert back to the mean of 30 touchdowns and seven interceptions and 4,000 plus yards, uh, okay. Yep. <laughs> with a running game to go with it. Okay. I'm, I'm happy with that one. And I was thinking, man, House and uh, and and Scrubs. I didn't watch those, but I know what they are. And I was like thinking, man, I grew up watching Married with Children. That's that's who I've been. That's who I've been watching in sports franchises my whole life. Absolutely, I I watched that some uh, growing up. Uh,
2: but uh, we got Ethan coming in with the support, saying uh, prayers for Mark and Mark's wife. Hope you're doing well, Mark. Man, if it's not uh, it's not tornadoes, it's something else. So hopefully you're doing
0: well. Um, Scott, this one's for you. I knew that one. Mis amigos Buenos dias, MHH, in Spanish. Okay. Yep. Good morning, my friends. Good day, my friends. For sure. And Lawrence coming in too, saying, "Mark, much love, buddy." So yeah, we're we're all thinking about you, Mark. You're a big part of this show and and everything we do here. And hopefully y'all will y'all get through this and feel better. I know back and neck issues are just a they're you know what they are now. Hopefully you you nobody else. Hopefully you you get over them quickly and you'll realize how. Whenever you're sick, you realize how good it feels to feel good again. Uh, you're like, oh, man, I feel fantastic. Is this what I normally feel like? Man, I took it for granted. So yeah. hopefully you'll get that that high that you come you come out of this by feeling your best.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we got some good uh, sea mammal uh, conversation going on in the chat here. Totally derailed. <laughs> we love it, um, which is great. Lord Deer coming in saying good morning, all. Good to see you, um, Lord Deer. We also got Jessica coming in saying, I think the defense will be better this year because they're playing with a purpose. Now you play different when you know, you can actually win games. It's a while new mindset. It's been a while for a new mindset on this team. I agree with you, Jessica, and also shout out to our mile high huddle ladies. Um, thank you for joining us this morning. You're definitely right in uh, that regard that the Broncos defense is going to be, have more purpose to play for, but also they're going to be able to relax a little bit. It's not going to be completely on their back anymore as well. You know, like before, if the Broncos defense wasn't top five to finish the season, your season's done. Um now if they finish top 15, uh that should be fine with the offense. Obviously you want better than that, but the onus doesn't completely fall on them with just complete laughable ineptitude on the other side of the ball which we've come to to expect here in Broncos country uh, in the post Peyton Manning era. So uh th- they'll play with more purpose this year but they they have more they have a
0: wider margin for error this season which should help them as well. Um there's going going crossover sports again um when a pitcher has no offensive support and he feels yep. like he has to throw a shutout every time every pitch becomes a stress pitch yep. um i almost see it a little bit difference on this one you know you've have heard me use this phrase before nick and and most of y'all have i said this this team quit this team quit last year so based on just pure energy you're going to get a new coach bump because everybody wants to be out there again you know this yeah. you're going to see you should see the best of these players, and we'll find out how good they are. You know, uh, and then that's what that's what I'm interested in seeing is, you know, the energy, the culture change is yeah. so much different. I can't go back ten years with the Denver Broncos, but I can go back a year, and I can tell you, it was the Walking Dead last year.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it was. Uh, it was rough. Also, Chris says, uh, Mash was our last few seasons, not, uh, <laughs> not Scrubs, not Grey's Anatomy, blah blah blah, not House mash so uh i I enjoyed mash my dad that was one of my dad's favorite shows and we'd yeah i was a
0: a mash kid i think i grew up realizing you were supposed to just swill drinks and go through life like you know everything was fine what's the problem nope that's (laughs) how it is yeah
2: mash and uh bonanza a lot of uh, a lot of those growing up with my dad uh lawrence rivera coming in here saying sorry guys
0: i've been super busy getting ready for a baby come on man that's your excuse yeah well good That it takes a lot to get ready for and uh it's awesome. If, I, I'm not sure if this is your fir- no. I, I can see your picture. that This isn't yeah. your first. Um, I've always said you have the first one for you. You have the second one for the first one. You know they can play with each other and, and entertain each other. It's just so congratulations and uh, looking forward to it. So you're you're absolutely going to let us know. Yeah, absolutely,
2: and uh, we'll forgive and it's coming you. Coming quick
0: as he says, uh, yeah. Father's Day be here by Father's Day. That's soon. That's in a couple
2: weeks. Yeah. And uh, we will uh, give you some, uh, give you a little slack, but you have to name the baby building or Broncos for breakfast Rivera. So uh, it's only fair. (laughs) That's the only way we can do it. (laughs) And I had a question here from somebody. Okay, here it is. Uh, Isaiah's coming in and saying, who is the dark horse sleeper on our roster? Um, This could mean a lot of different things. Obviously, we cover this team as deep as anybody out there. So like how dark is our dark horse? Um, But uh, what what do you think, Scott?
0: Okay. Okay. That's the I'm one that the national media, because again, we, we know <coughs> these things as far as what people are capable of. But if you look at, if you, if, if I'm going to take this by saying who are the national media not talking about at all, Okawebinom going to yeah. get a tight end. Dulcich is coming in. They needed a tight end to replace Fant. They needed to replace Fant. They needed to replace Fant. The guy they're sleeping on is Okuwebinom. It's, it's his chance to come in and shine. So that would be uh that would be my pick right there. Um, Another one possibly uh, is KJ Hamler. If he's healthy, I was going to say KJ Hamler for sure. I mean, the, how much Russell Wilson
2: loves the deep ball, the explosive plays. I could see KJ Hamler being on the receiving end of a lot of highlights uh, this season. And he could definitely be a dark horse sleeper on the roster. Defensive side of the ball. This one might seem a little bit crazy, but it's Bradley Chubb kind of a dark horse right now. He has the fifth overall pick and everything, but like, and he's been a pro bowler once or twice, but given the conversation surrounding him in Broncos country, just kind of a real, I mean, he was kept off the top 25 edge rusher list on pro football focus. Uh, there's Bradley Chubb is a lot of talent. And if he can mm-hmm. be healthy this season, especially we talked about it earlier, uh, the, the offense being a little bit better, the defense being able to be a little bit more aggressive and dictate action. Uh, I could see Bradley Chubb being somewhat of a dark horse overall.
0: Uh So a hundred we'll million dollar incentive. Yeah. That might help. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. that might matter too and mark you know hey we love you so uh yeah. the support on here is wonderful it's uh it's a great community to be a part of and I'm, I'm glad i'm here with you and i'm glad you're here with us
2: yeah thank you so much and there's some uh chicago cubs talk going on in the chat right now which i do not appreciate that's gross um <laughs> that'd be like great that's that's like raiders talking here to
0: me so i uh, know i remember I hear, the cubs. See, for me it's braves we've got uh We've got, uh, uh, you know, Smoltz Maddox. That's, that's braves.
2: Yeah. I remember the Mark Pryor, Zambrano, Carrie Wood peak where the Cubs, Oh, they're going to, this is our year. And then they crash and burn, which I always appreciated. Um, cause I absolutely hated the Cubs still do hate the Cubs. Honestly, I might hate the Cubs more than the Raiders. Um, just because like I knew a lot of annoying Cubs. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, proximity proximity. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, Peter coming in saying, uh, Moody had very positive statements about him this week from the Broncos. Still concerned. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> we haven't seen anything to not be concerned. Talk is cheap. You know, it's that time of year where um, people are going to gas up their guys on their roster. So uh, we'll believe when we see it. I'm pulling for Moody just like I'm pulling for all the guys on the Broncos roster. But uh, as far as concerned, I mean, they could
0: be talking him up just to trade him uh, here in a few weeks. So we'll see. Yeah, very early, so they very rarely say come up, man, we can't count on this guy at all. He stinks. What's he even doing here? You're, you're not going to learn anything from you very rarely learn anything from what coaches and personnel people say publicly. It's almost always positive, always positive. Watch what they do. Not what they say when they come out with the ones and Mooty's in there. Raise your eyebrows no. uh, when he's you know going out with the third team. Go. Yeah, it was all a bunch of coach speak again. I've said it a zillion times coaches general managers i always said it coaches coaches lie so much they don't call it lying they call it coach speak it's just part of the game yeah absolutely and it's just you know gassing up your guy uh, all the time it's no it doesn't do you any good to talk him down you yeah. might get a motivator every once in a while they'll throw a motivator out there yeah. you know hey we need to see more from this guy he needs to stay healthy what you know something every once in a while they'll throw something out there to, to kick him in the butt Uh, but most of the time it's always, Oh yeah, we love him. He's really doing good. You know, then he doesn't play or he's traded or released within a week. So yeah, I'm concerned until I see otherwise. Yep.
2: Absolutely. Well, we'll see how it all comes together, but, uh, definitely a question there. Um, Tommy says Cubs are my NL team. Um, well, mute. sorry, Tommy, we got to kick you from the chat now. Now, (laughs) um, we also had, uh, where was it? Biggie saying the most dark horse guy on this roster. Ethan, cover your ears. Uh, he says that I think the outlaw Josie Jewell can be a dark horse. Josie is not – I don't think Josie's is going to ever be like a splash player, but he's a steady Eddie out there for you uh, when you need him dependable. I mean, that's what you want from your linebacker more than anything. It's kind of like – I think about the line, the linebacker spot in today's game more of like your, uh, your leadoff hitter. You know, you want him to consistently draw walks, get on base, work the count, and if he can do that for you, he sets the table nicely. And I think that can be very similar to um, – Josie jewel this year, you know, group apparently Justin Simmons, wore the green dot in OTA. So maybe they're going to switch things up here. Um, but sense. typically, yeah, I, mm-hmm. most of the time you You're don't feel a lot more. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent last year. It's just a lot of times they have a hard time uh, getting the calls down to the defensive line. If there are any shifts or anything. So the linebacker will typically wear the green dot just because it's easy for them to holler back or holler forward, you know, kind of move guys around. Um, but uh, if Simmons and jewel are in sync or whoever, then no issue there, but uh, definitely could be a, uh, Definitely could see Josie Jewell being good there. And also, yeah, <laughs> Ethan saying, yes, we need a special teams dark horse. Good choice. The thing about Josie is I don't even know if he is like an incredible special teams guy because he's not a heightweight speed freak. You know, it's his skills are actually better on defense rather than, you know, a lot of times the guys who can't play on defense or offense that are just absolute, you know, don't have to think or process as much, just go out there and be an athlete. Those guys work on special teams, and that's not really – as much josie jo- i think josie is better on defense than special teams
0: and and you know five-year four-year veterans aren't typically on that that are supposed to be starters aren't typically on special teams but i know we know ethan was was yeah. just just joking dave coming in welcome dave said so who was the ex-bronco who predicted last place uh was kj right is that was, he's not was, a bronco he bronco he was uh he was an ex seahawk and raider Seahawk. okay I listened to it last night and it was titled wrong initially with Bobby Wagner. And then I was like, wait, it's KJ right now. Who did he play for? And I was all confused. So um, and again, you could finish fourth and make the playoffs, you know, so it, it's one of those things. But it, for me, I felt like he had a better chance being right if you inverted it, because I think he had the, the Chiefs in third, the Broncos in fourth. I think he went Chargers Raider or I think he went Raiders Chargers either way. Yeah. Um it was uh, KJ right. We did the if you want to catch up on that, it, it was at the beginning of the huddle up pod yesterday when they were when they were talking about that on the same channel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the KJ right, I mean he's just gassing up the Raiders, former Raider player. That's is what it is. Um so no I I don't put too much uh don't put too much stock in it. And Brad D coming and saying jewel speed, is he rocking the high tops this year? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know about that, but uh he will be fine on defense this year for what they need. Um Let's keep it going here. I want to get to just touch on the AFC West guys before we get on out of here. Uh, So we had this pro football focus uh, power rankings from Sam Monson over on PFF. He has the number one team in the NFL being the Buffalo bills. I don't disagree with him one bit. I think the bills are, should be the the favorite. Um, They have the easiest walk. I think the AFC East is the worst division right now in the probably actually honestly, the worst division. Uh, Maybe the AFC South is though. Probably the AFC South, but the Bills are head and shoulders above everybody in the AFC East. Defense is great. Offense is great. I think I got no issue with them being number one. Tampa Bay, number two. If you think the AFC East is bad, just look at the NFC South. Sorry, Scott. Um, Rams, number three, being the Super Bowl champions right now, reigning Super Bowl champions, putting them at three is maybe some other oh, verse line is defending Super Bowl champions are already being disrespected. We'll see. I think three is pretty good. You kind of tier these guys Four being the Chiefs and uh, what they say about the Chiefs. Uh, With the rest of the NFL's contenders in an arms race, the Chiefs chose to trade away one of the most potent weapons in the NFL and Tyree Kill. They look to replace him not with any one player, but the aggregate of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Sky Moore. And while that may be the best thing for them long-term, uh, for the roster, it's tough to argue the Chiefs won't take a small step backwards this year. Nonetheless, as long as Patrick Mahomes is quarterback, Chiefs will be amongst the real contenders in the AFC. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I agree with that 100%. And it's kind of funny. Have you seen so much? Maybe it's because I'm in Broncos Twitter, more, even more so than you, Scott, or Twitter more than you, but Chiefs fans right now talking themselves into actually this roster is better this year. We're going to be better. Losing Tyree kill was a good thing because of the guys we got around them. And our offense will be even better and more explosive this season.
0: I'm not going to knock any team that decides not to pay a wide receiver. $25 million. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of money for a dependent position like wide receiver. So I was just looking at the top five, Nick, and I'll, I'll get back to your question. The top five. Do any one of them have a $20 million wide receiver? You know, you're talking, you're talking Buffalo bills. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, LA Rams, Kansas City Chiefs, and Chargers. Are they pouring those kind of resources into the wide receiver position or is they they more of a, a collective with a good quarterback? Um, so I'm not going to knock a team like that. And it might be a small step back, but I think it's better for the long run. You know, when you've got a contending team, you don't want to blow up your pay scale like that because everybody starts looking around. Where do I get mine? How do I get mine? And they got a good return for that. Did they get better? Um, they had a good draft, I'll tell you that much. But no, yeah. not in the short term. They probably didn't get better right away because Tyreek Kill is a really good player and a, and a and a good weapon. But they're still contenders for sure. Yeah. They're absolutely still Super Bowl contenders with the roster that they have. And by the end of the year, those rookies won't be rookies anymore. They'll have twenty games under their belts with uh, with preseason or everything. So that's two college football seasons. Yeah. So they're they won't be rookies anymore. So the Chiefs are the Chiefs will be a force to be dealt with a step back for them is eleven and six and and Super Bowl contenders
2: yep hundred percent
0: i uh I do think though it's kind of funny
2: Kansas Kansas City fans you know the coping saying oh this wide receiver core is going to be even better this season
0: where everybody does it yeah, everybody does it the the despite all of the indications otherwise Falcons fans are talking themselves into ten wins down here despite the fact that they're 30th in every single power rankings and 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 a third of their money is going to players isn't on the field they've got like 125 million dollars on the field Nick yeah on a 225 dollars salary cap they've got like 125 million on the field that's insane everybody does it everybody justifies why there's initial outrage and then the coping the five stages of grief. Oh yeah, this is going to be okay. And then they're shocked. They're shocked when, Hey, we actually did take a step back. All those morons who said we would, were right, but they're still morons because they were doubting us anyway.
2: So, I mean, we've seen it here in Denver recently with the quarterback stuff and the offense stuff and everything like that. So uh, I get it, but also now we can be on the other end being like, come on guys. Um, So chiefs number four overall, I think their defense will be fine. I don't really trust their overall pass rush depth i don't really like their uh depth in the secondary i think their safeties are good cornerbacks still question questionable to me but uh i digress chiefs at number 4 i got no issue with it like they said as long as mahomes is there and andy reed he deserves a shout out to uh they're going to be contenders uh los angeles chargers at number 5 saying few teams were as aggressive this off season as the chargers who seem determined to capitalize on the talent they have on the rookie cost-controlled quarterback, Justin Herbert, far from regressing Herbert's second season built on his stellar rookie campaign. So the charter spent a ton of money to surround him with talent, adding players such as Cleo Mack should improve everything up front. JC Jackson adds to the secondary. And that has a lot of ball skills as a unit and drafting Zion Johnson should ensure that the line in front of Herbert remains solid. So I've been on high as anyone uh, on the, as the charters, at least in this sphere, um, i not as high as Peter King who had them, what number one or number two in the entire NFL. But uh, I digress. I think five overall is a little high. Probably would have put them behind the the Packers uh, still. Cause you talk about Aaron, if you're giving Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit, let's give Aaron Rodgers a lot of credit on the back-to-back MVP season, especially considering
0: the NFC North is far worse than the AFC South or AFC West. But the Chiefs were better than the Packers last year and the Packers got worse. I just, I don't see the Packers improving. I can see them dropping down to a, an eight and nine, seven and 10 type of year. Honestly, I couldn't. Man, we should put,
2: I, I know we're not really uh, money guys on this uh, betting wise, but we should bet on it. Cause I think the, the Packers were, they lost Devante Adams, but their offensive line was completely injured last season. Mm-hmm. And also Jair Alexander missed like the last half of the season as well. So you get Jair Alexander back, you get Elton Jenkins back, you get David Bakhtiari back. I think that will help overcome uh, the loss of Devontae Adams, who's going to hurt, but I, Also, I think the Packers' defense is a top five unit uh, in football. So we got Christian
0: Watson as rookie of the year, then possible.
2: Um, I think Robio Dubs is going to be interesting. I'm really curious to see how they use the uh, the running backs in the offense this season. Um, I appreciate the stars, my friend. That feels like a newer name. Appreciate you jumping in. I recognize Lewis. Uh, Thank you so much, Lewis Condon. Uh, We appreciate you a lot. Um, So yeah, we'll see about the. chargers here go be number five overall i don't have an issue with it i hope you guys in the comment section that always say oh nick you're overrating then the chargers are going to charge her i hope you're right um but um on paper it's a damn good roster and a team that has less question marks than even the broncos do this season and uh, finally coming in the rear here about where they should be in my opinion the las vegas raiders 16th overall saying uh the, the rest of the afc west became loaded with contenders this offseason so after hiring a new general manager and head coach the raiders took a took a beat and decided to join the party, trading for Devontae Adams and adding Chandler Jones. Adams teams up with Derek Carr his old college quarterback to give this offense the number one target it needs, and Jones should be add formidable pass rush opposite Max Crosby. The offensive line remains a major area of concern for the Raiders, as is the brutal division they play in. Didn't even touch on how bad the Raiders' back seven is, which you guys have heard me say here on 100 times, but the, yeah, Raiders' offensive line outside of Colton Miller is very bad, um, I know that they have a lot of weapons and whatnot, but and Derek Carr is a good, smart quarterback as far as processing, getting rid of the ball quickly, which can help a lot, but the offensive line is bad. I think it's going to hurt their ability to run play action. It's going to hurt their ability to run the football and uh, late in games when they have to be a little bit more aggressive with the pass game, not going to be as good. So I think 16 overall, this is the best I've seen people talk about the Raiders for a bit. Maybe I am. Maybe my height on the chargers this season is balanced out by how low I am on the Raiders. And those are
0: both kind of regress closer to the mean, Uh, but we'll see. I don't think the, I don't think the Raiders are that good. What about the run defense? That's the big question. You talk about the back seven. I think that includes linebackers, Mm Mooma linebackers. Um, But did they, did they shore up their rushing defense up the middle? Again, if you can't, if you can't run or stop the run, it becomes hard to be a good team because you know, third and three becomes first downs both sides of the ball. Um, So, you know, what have they done to, to get better uh, against the run? Yep. Uh, The chargers did three, they added three players this year. That
2: should help them against the run. Pretty, pretty substantially. Um, Khalil Mack is one of the best edge setting uh, edge rushers in football. Uh, One of the best run defense edge rushers in football has been since he came into the league. That should help them a lot. They spent big money on uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, who the Broncos tried to sign before Sebastian Joseph Day decided he would rather go to the uh, go to the Chargers and work under Brandon Staley. So uh, the Broncos pivoted and got DJ Jones. But my understanding is they first tried to get Sebastian Joseph Day, who offers a little bit more flexibility. And uh, he is one of the better run defenders in football. And they also signed uh, Austin Johnson, who's a pretty good uh, nose tackle from Penn State, played in uh, Tennessee for a little bit. So uh, yes, I think the Chargers defense, and they don't even have to be, an elite run defense, but they won't be bottom three uh, like they were last season. So that'll help them a heck of a lot uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Can Derwin James can Joey Bosa stay healthy. That's probably the biggest question marks for that defense. Cause those two have proven that they are suffer injuries, you know, about every other year, uh, but we'll see it's uh, on paper again, good roster. And they really did substantially upgrade that defense. And that's one of the big benefits of a rookie cost controlled quarterback. That is as good as quickly as Justin Herbert.
0: Yeah, I'm looking uh, looking at their... I wasn't a big fan of Zion Johnson. I thought that was a reach at 17. We've talked about that. Um, yeah. JT Woods going up to third pick. That's not a help. Uh, Otito Agbania is a guy I really liked in the fifth. So yeah. I think that could be their Awuzarike type of pick. Uh, the the high ceiling later round big man in the middle that could really help them. So for me, as high as you are on a Awuzarike, I would put similar type of expectations on Ogbania playing there with the with the chargers yeah absolutely
2: and chad's shiny marble coming in saying the marble has trust in russ and russ and peyton we trust uh thank
0: you chad's shiny marble make sure you are shine working. that marble that's if, if the marble once the marble is spoken it might be time to get out of here yep it is time to wrap up guys uh
2: also wanted to say hello real quick he said there we go Kalon green yo Yo, to you, Kaylin. Hope you're doing well. Um, (laughs) Hey, yo. Now we can go. Uh, But we appreciate you guys so much. Make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also, make sure you're following us at uh, Huddle Up Pod, as well as at Mile Huddle. Also, at bfb underscore pod for a Broncos for breakfast channel there uh if you haven't done so yet go to pod.com to check uh, check out our gear um if you have a shiny marble like a uh, chad shiny marble does maybe you check out the hats there you know protect protect the dome that's a lot of sun exposure there and summer's coming so uh your yeah, hats are very good they're also like the breathable trucker kinds which if you're like me get heated easily uh having the mesh is uh really nice so check out huddlepod.com check out the gear there if you haven't done so yet join our facebook communities at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod, as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle. And as the ticker says on the bottom, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe, like, and share that's over on Facebook and YouTube. We got a way more eyeballs in here than we do likes right now. So on the way out, please smash that like button and uh, subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube. Uh, we will see you guys in a little bit. Um, I guess I'll be back tonight for, uh bron- building the Broncos and, um, uh, Tomorrow, we'll be over on Scott's channel uh, for Forging the Falcons, but then Wednesday night will be our first Mile High Insiders on uh, Wednesday for June 1st. So, uh, busy, busy couple days here for myself, but that's okay. Uh, it's not like I have sleep anyways.
0: Yeah, your new home for Mile High Mile High Insiders, Wednesday nights. Looking forward that's to weird. it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Chris saying we need a Brave show, Scott.
2: There you go. Well, we can talk a little Braves tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, we'll get on out of here. You guys have a great yesterday. Hopefully you have a nice, easy Tuesday, relaxing you off from that three day weekend. And uh, we appreciate you. And we'll see you guys later. Choose kindness, choose compassion. Go Broncos.
1: Head on over to MileHighHuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.